0: Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I have a really interesting guest today. His name is Luke Barnhard. He's on the staff at Christ Presbyterian Church of Owensboro, Kentucky as their church administrator and pastoral assistant assistant Luke has a very interesting background in the circus ministry and is passionate about sharing the gospel message with others so Luke I don't think I've ever um interviewed anyone who is in the circus <laughs> arts ministry so it's amazing um and I wondered about that you know I'm like that is so amazing that you're using the giftings and talents that God has given you uh, to spread his message so I would love to hear your background like tell us how you got involved in the circus arts as a child
1: well I, uh, I started out I, I grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta Georgia and uh, I had a friend up the street that learned how to juggle tennis balls and showed me one day when I was about 10 years old and I loved it thought it was the coolest thing ever and I, uh, I, I learned there with tennis balls in my front yard with my friends from up the street. And, uh, later on, I, I went down to the Buford, Georgia public library and checked out books on juggling. And I got a ju- I got a book called juggling for the complete klutz. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I started learning through just doing that reading books and, uh, you know, this was this was early '90s, so way before YouTube or or being able to look things up on the internet. So it was all library books, and um, uh, and that's how that's kind of how everything started, uh, just right there in my front yard as a as a kid.
0: Well, that must have really resonated with you with your friend, um, just the feel for juggling, because I know I've tried it before. I'm like, I'm good, and <laughs> <laughs> so. Obviously, you knew inside, somewhere deep inside that this was something you're supposed to pursue, but you you probably didn't think about that then. Um, so, Luke, what is the key to juggling? I know you have to learn it, but like if you've never tried it before.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Practice. <laughs> a lot, a lot of, we we, we joke around that the first, the first trick you learn when you're learning how to juggle is the drop, oh. uh, because you're going to do a lot of it <laughs> dropping things um but just learning a pattern uh, of, of where to throw and how to catch and just just practicing over and over and over again so i've i've spent thousands of hours uh learning that and uh it's um it's as simple as just brute force just just doing it over and over and over and over again um, it helped particularly when i was uh young you know i learned when i was 10 yes um but it it learned it it helped as I was able to develop those skills and I learned other people that were better than me. Uh and they, you know, showed me stuff. And it was just um it, you know, had I learned after the advent of, you know, YouTube where I could look up juggling videos or circus arts, you know, videos on the internet, it would have been a totally different experience. But uh, you know, I didn't exist when I was a kid. So
0: that's right. Uh, it was
1: it was just a lot of uh learning by Um, you know, what can I get from the library and we'll go see this juggling act at the, uh, at the circus and try to copy the, the jugglers moves. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's just, this is how it went. It just, you learn by seeing and then trying to duplicate, um, or, or, you know, back then I I was actually able to through, I believe it was interlibrary loan, uh, to get a video, uh, on oh. some juggling. I can't remember what that was, but it was, you know, the VHS tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that also helped. But but this the whole circus arts ministry, was re- my introduction to it was really based on my love of juggling.
0: That's uh, so kind of
1: interesting. It just kind of grew from there.
0: So at the age of 10, um, were you a Christian back then? Were you raised in a Christ-centered um, home?
1: Oh, yes. I've got very faithful parents that kept us in church every time the doors were opened. I'm, I'm I'm one of those kids that uh, have a very early testimony of belief and uh, never never thought that I, I would use any of the circus art stuff uh, as I was starting uh, learning how to do it in, in gospel ministry. Mm-hmm. but it certainly lended itself to that later.
0: now i I know from your bio, you're also, which which I didn't include this in your bio, but you're also uh, trained in being a clown. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, uh, it is uh, a little bit. Um, okay. That that That's a bit of a, a, a tangent. So when I was about 14, so I've been juggling for a few years and uh, I'd learned to juggle, um, you know, you start off with like tennis balls in the front yard. And uh, we, I ended up with a catalog for, I uh, uh, got some juggling clubs, which are, you know, you kind of look like bowling pins that you flip oh, yeah. when you juggle them I, I taught myself that too. So was, when I was about 14 or 15 years old, I was attending a Christian summer camp and uh they had an itinerant children's minister uh who ended up becoming my mentor. His name was Jeff Babcock. And um Jeff was uh, the, the his his clown persona was called Manny Harpsfire, the street jester, and he would do juggling and balloon animals and balancing acts and you know, little sleight of hand magic and that kind of thing. And while we were at this uh, summer camp, Jeff learned that I could juggle and uh, he had been doing so professionally in, in itinerant children's ministry doing circus arts for many years at that point and uh, recruited me to travel oh, with wow. him as an itinerant uh, children's minister. So cleared it with my parents. And when I was, you know, 14 or 15 years old, we started traveling around the Midwest, uh, mostly Indiana, Illinois. Um, we made a trip to Texas to, to do a few things. Um, just doing itinerant children's ministry. And uh, Jeff really was my introduction to doing uh, most of the other circus arts that I uh, learned. Balancing acts and balloon animals and sleight of hand and clown makeup and all that kind of stuff. That was uh, uh, that was my good friend Jeff, uh, who I'm still good friends with. I, I'm, I keep in contact with him. He lives over near St. Louis.
0: That is so interesting. And, you know, when you think about juggling and, you know, balloon artistry and clowns, honestly, it it doesn't come to my mind that this is Christ focused or this is part of a ministry, I guess, like fitness, because I, you know, I teach fitness in a way that brings glory to God. So I'm thinking, wow, this is fascinating that you can do this in a way that brings glory to God. So like when you were touring as a high schooler, um, obviously y- you enjoyed that. So did you think at that point in time that, hey, maybe I should, you know, pursue this more when I get out of high school?
1: Uh, it, it was definitely starting to formulate in the back of my mind. Um, Jeff, my my manager, Jeff Babcock, the, the clown, he kind of had a saying that, uh, that he kind of ingrained uh, in me as we were doing things. Uh, he used to say that doing things for Jesus was never an excuse to do things second best. Mm. And so we mm-hmm. we wanted to do things well. Um, and that means that if we went out in public and we were dressed as clowns, we dressed as clowns. and We didn't do half makeup and, and part of a clown. No, we needed to present that face correctly and properly. And so he was very professional about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, he also started to, to, to make me under, you know, another, another one of the axioms that he kind of taught me was, you know, Jesus told his disciples to follow him and he'd make them fishers of men. And he said, we're just fancy bait. Uh,
0: (laughs) That's good.
1: (laughs) We can, we can attract a crowd by being out there and, you know, making an animal balloon or juggling something or balancing something on our chin. We're just fancy bait. We draw a crowd and we share the gospel. And so that, that kind of got me thinking I traveled with him until I was, uh, about 16. And then I started doing itinerant ministry myself at that point. I took a couple of bookings myself and, uh, and, you know, did different events at, at school functions and, and churches and, uh, you know, VBSs and that kind of thing where, where people would invite me to come. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, I, I, owe a lot of that to my, to my buddy, Jeff, and, uh, I've kind of made it, uh. uh I've used those continually. Um, you know, I, I just turned 42 last weekend, so uh 30 30 years now, 32 years that I've been juggling and um about 27 years since I've been using it whenever I could in a ministry context.
0: That's so fascinating. That's fascinating to me. I mean, uh, you know, you're juggling, you're you're doing you're making balloon animals and uh you're out there clowning around but all for the gospel <laughs> yeah. message. I mean, to, you're right. Your your friend was right. Fancy bait. I love that. Can I use that sometime? I love that. Fancy bait. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Shaped by Faith. Welcome back to Shaped by Faith. My guest today is Luke Barnhard, and we are talking about the Circus Arts Ministry. And and again, I keep using the word fascinating. On I need to find a different word. Fancy bait is what Luke said <laughs> in the last segment um, that his mentor Jeff um, talked about, and and I love that you said that he said. You do everything for Jesus with excellence. You don't do it halfway. And and that is so true. We should should be serving Jesus with excellence and doing the best that we can. And that takes a lot of practice, too. So, um, okay. So, Luke, what did you pursue after high school?
1: Uh, well, after high school, I attended Bible college. Uh, I attended at a – it's now defunct. It's It's not still operating, but it was called International Bible College in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, it was there that I uh, met, met, married my wife, uh, that we just celebrated 18 years of marriage.
0: Congratulations. And, uh, earlier
1: this year. Thank you. And uh, so I, I went to Bible college. Uh, in my second year Bible college, I became a youth pastor um, under one of my professors, Dr. Paul Kasher, at a little church in the city of Lytle, Texas, called Gospel Temple Church. And uh, I was there for the rest of Bible college, so... Um, you know, and and being in a Christian ministry program, studying um, the Bible and and ministry and, and and how to do things, we would take missions trips. We often went to Mexico because it's only a couple hours from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And uh, even with a language barrier, when you uh, you know blow up an animal balloon to give to kids, uh, it's still drags. It, it's still fancy bait, right? It doesn't matter if there's a language barrier. You can still draw a crowd. Um, so I, I employed these uh these same techniques throughout Bible College. Um uh, whether it was in in youth ministry uh you know we would I would take the youth group to uh, uh just like I did in high school I would take the youth group to summer camps and we would we would do things like that during summer summer camp or um, you know when we'd cross the border into Reynosa and in Mexico and and do street ministry it's um it's been very it's been very helpful uh, in, in the life of ministry, even from, uh, even since Bible college.
0: Absolutely. And, and it does get people's attention. So actually, with your youth group, you showed them how to do this and kind of train them and in, in how to go out and do balloon ministry. Did you help them with that?
1: Uh, and not so much with the, with the youth group. It was a little bit difficult because okay. I was in college and doing that, but I okay. did do it quite a bit with, uh, with Bible college classmates.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: so, uh, um, a, a lot of times it, it's not very difficult to learn how to do balloon animals. And I find that that's one of the easiest things to do for evangelism. Uh, in, in local communities. So are example, you kidding
0: uh, me? <laughs> I yeah, watched
1: you, Luke. <laughs> it was great. So this summer uh, here in Owensboro, Friday after five, our church sponsored a booth mm-hmm. uh, once a month oh. during Friday after five. And we had some folks here, both uh, uh, some of our youth and and their parents also um, that invested some time and came and I taught them how to make a few animal balloons and uh, we would have gospel tracks. And, uh, and, and I did this in Bible college. I've done it here at the church. I've done it, you know, many, many times over the years. Um, just handing out a balloon that they cost like a nickel. They're they're very inexpensive. Uh, you, you twist the balloon, you hand it to a kid. And, and what's really interesting is that even though that, you know, oh, that, that sounds like children's ministry, right? Well, the, well, the thing is, I'll track, I'll attract a crowd of, there'll be 20 families in line. And uh, what we would do is we would have people making animal balloons, myself included. We'd pass out gospel tracts. But then people that are with me in the booth would go and engage the parents uh, in gospel conversations. Um, And it's a really easy invitational way to get people doing personal evangelism that even might not not ever have done it before.
0: Um, That's interesting. Yes.
1: Yeah. and it's not intimidating because you're mm-hmm. giving something to someone instead mm-hmm. of confronting mm-hmm. them in public you're, you''re you're offering something for free have a have an animal balloon and here take this gospel track too
0: and uh, it's fun and that's what and we do. It, yeah it, it actually it brings a lot of joy um into the atmosphere you know when you're making that animal animal balloon and and you're asking the kid what kind of and by the way how many animals do you make like what kind of animals can you make out of balloons?
1: Well, when, when I'm out doing an event like Friday after five or, or, or like the Calling the Creatives event, I try to limit it um, because I, I, I typically have a line of, of, of kids and families that, that line up. So I have a little poster mm-hmm. and uh, with, uh, the, you know, like Vista Print online, you just use a photograph of whatever you're doing. And I've got a little poster board that I printed up that's got six animals on it. Okay. Uh, Not even then, all of them aren't animals. I I typically go out to do an event that with stuff that I can make quickly. So I'll do a little like a little dog, like a poodle. I'll do a sword. I'll do a heart. I'll do a flower. I'll do a teddy bear, and I'll do a motorcycle. Uh, and usually I've got I've got a you know some that the, the the boys love. I, I can't tell you how many swords that I make during an event. <laughs> There's uh, probably a hundred of them every time I go out, and the little and the, and the little girls love the flowers and the teddy bears. So oh, yeah. uh, there's, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of things that you can make. Um, and depending upon the venue, uh, you know, I might uh, do something different. Like uh, so if we're doing a special event around a Valentine's Day, I I might do something like two lovebirds inside of a heart uh, or I might do a bouquet of flowers or something like that. Uh or for Valentine's or yeah, it's Valentine's Day. For St. Patrick's Day, if we've got something and there's a St. Patrick's Day, I might do uh I might do four leaf clovers and I might do uh leprechauns or something like that. There's there's really no limit to what you can imagine to that you can make out of a balloon.
0: But you um, do have to practice because goodness gracious, oh, yeah. I don't I don't think I could do it. Just watching you, <laughs> it's, to yeah. me I'd probably be popping it the whole time. So um, what type of events, Luke, um, do you go to? Like, do you get invited to go to an event? Can people like contact you and say, Luke, can you come to this event or birthday parties? I mean, what do you do exactly with that?
1: Well, I, I try to keep it ministry focused. I'm not out to make money and mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't typically accept things for things like parties or anything like that. I'm not really interested in doing that. I'm interested in sharing the gospel with people. Yes. Um, I'm open to invitations, um, but I want them to be ministry focused. Um, mm-hmm. So for example, we, um, we applied and got approval to, to do our booth at uh, at the Friday After Five event over the summer here in Owensboro. Uh, and because of that, we met Chris Jocelyn at the uh, Bluegrass Museum. He invited us uh, from there to come and set up a prayer booth and, 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 and an animal balloon booth uh, at their Christian Outdoor Concert Series uh, that they called Faith Night. We did all three of the Faith Nights there at the Bluegrass Museum. Uh, and then because of that, we met Carol over at uh, KWC and uh, ended up at the Call on the Creatives event where we met you.
0: That's right.
1: Uh, so, um, you know, stepping out in faith and doing something as, as a church, uh, led to some invitations uh, and and now it's led to this interview, which I hope uh, ends up having more uh, from from this. so
0: oh I believe so. I believe it will that that's how God works. He connects people with one another. I'm just amazed at how he does this. you know, just like interviewing you where I met you and you're doing the balloon animals. I mean, I just love how God weaves everything together. Um, now you've you have two kids that help you, don't you?
1: I do, yeah. I've got a couple. I've got an 11 year old and one one that's about to turn seven.
0: Okay, so what do they think about this?
1: They uh, they pester me to practice making animal balloons in our living room on a regular basis. <laughs> 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 uh, my my daughter, who's about to turn seven, her hands aren't quite big enough yet to be able to twist the balloons, just because of she's she's a tiny little seven year old. Um, right. So, uh, but yeah, my son likes to try to make them and, um, uh, he's, he's 11. So he's about the age I was when I started learning circus arts mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, they love it. So they've been with me a couple of times to different events. And, uh, my, i tell you, my daughter is fearless. She, uh, she absolutely loves to get a gospel tract and pass it out. Um, and, and she'll, uh, she loves to have me make an animal balloon and then I'll give it to her and then she'll go find somebody to give it to. So she is, she is bold.
0: Oh, that uh, is, my, that is awesome.
1: And my son loves to make them. So, uh, it's, it's, I'll, I'll keep it in the family. I'll, I'll train them to do the same thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great team effort. What about your wife? Does she make balloon animals?
1: Absolutely not. She, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she is very supportive, but that's not, that's, that's not her deal. She, uh, She's very she's very supportive, um, but very introverted. So my wife prefers to let me stand out in front of people. <laughs> I got evolution. you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Shaped by Faith. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Luke Barnhardt is my guest and he's sharing his heart on sharing the gospel message with others as he's making balloon animals and his, his children, 11 and seven year olds are also involved with it, learning the trade. Uh, Luke, you've been involved with children and youth ministry for like the last 25 years. That's a long time. So, You've probably seen it all, been around all types of situations and families. So what do you think is the greatest need for youth today?
1: Uh, they need training in apologetics and how to defend their faith. Mm. Uh, um, here at uh, here, Christ Presbyterian, where I'm on staff, uh, for the last about year and a half in our Sunday morning fellowship before church on Sunday mornings, we've been intentionally going through um Learning to defend the Christian faith, going through several apologetic textbooks, uh, and, and even doing some evangelism training where, where we do practice runs on how to talk to people who have objections to what we're telling them. Um, but, it, but especially with the advent of social media and, and, you know, TikTok and things like that, you've, you've got so many people out there who undermine God's word, who openly challenge the Christian faith. Um, I find that one of the most important things that that we can do is be pre- be prepared, like the scripture says, to to give a reason for the hope that's in us, uh, Absolutely. And, and to and to answer those objections considerately. You know, with with genuine compassion for the people who are raising those objections. So, if 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 anything, it's apologetics.
0: I love that. So, if parents are out there listening and and they have not heard of apologetics textbooks, can you explain that real quick?
1: Uh, apologetics textbooks would be uh, some resources that give you uh, arguments for defending your faith. Uh, you know, one of the one of the ones that we've used most recently is authored by a man named Dr. Vodi Balcom. It's called answer. Uh, it's called Expository Apologetics: Answering Objections with the Power of the Word. Um, There there are many others, but that's a good starting point Um, Mm -hmm. for a book that somebody might be able to check out. It's pretty readable and it shows you how to use the Bible to defend the Bible. Uh, There are many others and there are some great resources on things like YouTube that show really quick uh, ways to defend the faith and some of the arguments that that we can make uh, and support for not only the existence of God, but why we believe in the Bible and why we believe in Jesus. Um,
0: that is so good i mean adults adults need to know that as well
1: absolutely absolutely uh, but i find a lot of times the where the need for it comes is because of our our youth's exposure it's in social media mm-hmm. um, p- particularly in like instagram tiktok short format video services that'll have someone come out and um you know attack the faith um, yes and of course you know in my forties, I I don't, I don't deal with that stuff on a regular basis. Um, But, you know, teenagers do.
0: Absolutely. uh,
1: You know, it's, it's a little bit different when you're, you know, in a, in a job somewhere, you don't really engage uh, with a lot of that conversation when you're, when you're going about a trade, but when you're in, when you're in high school, college, um, it's a, it's a big need.
0: Mm -hmm. And times have changed so much that the the majority of people are not even reading the Bible. And and so yeah. I think when you when you brought that up, I think it's so important to help our youth defend their faith and how to go about it. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Um how's reaching the youth different than reaching other groups?
1: Um particularly you've got to be a little more tech savvy <laughs> to reach mm-hmm. the youth. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things uh, that that we're doing uh, when I'm when I'm teaching here at the church is I, I try to use I try to use audiovisual pres- presentations, incorporate mm-hmm. video and and examples like that into uh, into talks. Um, I've also got quite a few good friends of mine who are doing a great job of doing apologetics training on on those short format video sites like Instagram and and YouTube and, and TikTok and things like that. Um, but it definitely needs to be something that's going to, to, to grab attention. You know, like we talked about earlier, you gotta be fancy bait, Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's not a good excuse you know, and again, one of another axiom, you know, doing something for Jesus is never an excuse to do it second rate. So, um, if we're going to do that kind of thing, it needs to be done well. Uh, and, and a lot of times, especially if you're 18 or 19 years old and you have an interest in audiovisual and you're wanting to do communications in college or something like that, and and you see an old fogey on TikTok make a poorly produced video, um, that's a big red flag. So we need to do things tech. We, we need to be tech savvy and we need to do it well.
0: That is good. How would you encourage someone to use the gifts God has given them to share with others like you're doing?
1: Sure. It's not hard. It's just a matter of being intentional. Um, One of my favorite books is by a guy named Greg Kokel, and the book is called Tactics, and it's a manual for how to engage people in gospel conversations. Um, So whether you're like my wife and other female members of my family that belong to things like sewing groups and quilting guilds, uh, or whether you, like me, get out in public and do balloons and juggling and and that kind of ministry – it's how you engage people in conversations and lead lead the conversation to an encounter with the gospel. Um, it's not as hard as people think, but it does take some boldness and some training. Uh, another great resource that I like to use is uh, a guy named Ray Comfort in the Way of the Master Curriculum. Uh, it's a great personal evangelism training that we've done here at Christ Presbyterian that just gives some you know really easy ways of sharing the gospel intentionally with people uh, in order to get them, to the place where you can actually present them with, this is Jesus. You're a sinner. You need a savior. I'm a sinner. I need a savior too. But that's what, that's what Jesus did for us. Um, so it's, it's all about being intentional uh, with our efforts and, and not allowing an opportunity to pass without thinking about how can I steer this conversation to the things of the gospel.
0: That is so good. Luke, it was such a pleasure to interview you and May God shine his face upon you. And you're you're making a lot of people happy out there. But you keep doing what God has um, called you to do with excellence. But thanks again for being a guest.
1: Absolutely. I enjoyed it.
0: And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day.
1: Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com
0: to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.